Welcome to Views from Stadium Boulevard. I'm Harley Johnson. And I'm Hannah Harshi. And we're back for another week of your favorite Michigan sports podcast. And this week... This is our first ever virtual Views from Stadium Boulevard. Um, but there's so much to talk about this week and we're so excited. We've been like antsy all day just waiting to record because there's so much Michigan basketball stuff to talk about from our new grad transfer that we have to all of the Josh Christopher drama to the fact that they all have TikToks well Adrian has a TikTok but they've all been featured on it there's literally so much to discuss so this is crucial we're bringing you guys crucial information during an unprecedented time that is very true and to reiterate that we figured since there wasn't going to be a whole lot of sports given what's going on in the world that we wouldn't really have like a lot of content to warrant a Michigan sports podcast. But lo and behold, we've been very active as a sports community in this weird unprecedented time. So time to bring back and awaken our podcast from hiatus and discuss everything that's been going on. Especially because I haven't seen Hannah in like Three, four weeks. It's when been so long. Was... It's been so long. <laughs> I'm. I don't... It's very weird to record a podcast without Hannah in the vicinity. I know. And I don't. I don't know how to handle it. I don't know. It's weird. But I Liter- guess everything. Literally, is weird like now. just now, <laughs> when I went to like go to the bathroom, I was like, as I was going to the bathroom, I was thinking like, this would be really nice if I was going to the bathroom in the MLB, and then I was just gonna go back to our little recording room. And we could record in person, but that's just not how things are right now. And that's okay, because we have some beautiful things to get us through this time. So the way we're going to go through the news this week, or like whatever, the stuff that we're going to discuss, is we've ranked it from how happy it makes us to how sad it makes us. So like the news items that make us the happiest are going first, and then the ones that that make us the saddest are going last. So if you're just here to hear about Isaiah Todd and Josh Christopher, stick around to the end. If you are here to hear about the happy things, then stick around to the beginning, I guess. <laughs> That's a good point. So this is not in chronological order, just to let all of you guys know. I usually started with the transfer news, but that was just getting rid of, getting rid, not, not getting rid of people, that sounds awful, but getting ready <laughs> for the potential for more people to come in. For example, Jace became a walk-on to clear up scholarship space, and we're all like, okay, now we have scholarship space, and if Josh Christopher signs, and Isaiah Livers comes back, we'll be so good, and then, like, David transferred, and it made us really sad, and then Colin transferred, we're like, okay, that's probably gonna happen, and what else happened in order? Mike Smith came in. Oh, are you giving, like, the chronological order right now? Yeah. Okay, got it. I was like, <laughs> is that number one? Okay, got it, got it. So we're just kind of giving a brief summary of, like, the chronology of things before we go into our rankings. Yes. Okay, thank you. And then, Where do the TikToks so fall like, into this chronology? I was like, I think the TikToks were, like, sprinkled in between the, like, David transfer news and mm. um, Mike transferring to Michigan. So. And then... We might as well just start there at the stuff that makes us happy. Yes. So our number one happiest thing is 
not just that we have a point guard transfer from Columbia named Mike Smith. That's all good and well. We're thrilled to have him. But a specific facet of his personal history is the thing that has made us the happiest in this quarantine. And I would love for my co-host Harley Johnson to share that. So I went looking for information about Mike Smith beyond his like typical like stat line from this previous season. Um, but I was like, okay, if he's going to be a grand transfer from Columbia, a really notorious Ivy League, obviously, academic, academically rigorous school, I was like, oh, he's going to be just fine here at Michigan. But I was like wondering what his master's program would be, potentially. And so in the midst of trying to look up his major, which Hannah found in about two seconds, I read up basically how Mike Smith got from high school to Columbia to Michigan. And along the way, he befriended Jimmy Butler of the Miami Heat. And in the very first exchange between the two, Jimmy Butler was at a Jordan event at Mike Smith's high school in Chicago. And Mike Smith went up to Jimmy Butler and said, hello, Mr. Butler. Can we work out sometime? And I just thought, (laughs) I've never heard of Jimmy Butler referred to as Mr. Butler in my life. (laughs) And I thought it was hilarious. (laughs) Our number one item on our ranking of things that made us the happiest this week is Hello, Mr. Butler. Because that's iconic. Mike Smith, this dude that we're getting at Michigan, went up to Jimmy Butler and said, Hello, Mr. Butler, would you like to work out with me? And honestly, I think I want Hello, Mr. Butler, like, tattooed on my body. Like, I I just love that <laughs> so much. And there's it's more wholesome. to that story, it too. It sounds like a high schooler, but in all honesty, like, what else would you say if you walked up to Jimmy? Like, hey, Jimmy? Yeah, I don't are know. Are you, like, good enough friends? Was he trying to be respectful enough to be like, Hello, Mr. Butler? Well, remember when... But- Someone called Jimmy Butler James in, like, a press conference, and he was like, my name isn't James, it's literally Jimmy. So, like, I guess the only other option is, like, Jimmy, Mr. Butler, Mr. B. Mr. Jimmy. Mr. Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then we we also learned from this article that, like, Mike's, well, first of all, Mike Smith and Mr. Butler were roommates for a period of time, and also, Mr. Butler has a minivan that Mike Smith, like, drives around and, like, carpools Mr. Butler in, I guess, right? (laughs) Yeah. You, yeah. Mike Smith, apparently, like, he goes out to California with Jimmy Butler on the off-season for the NBA, and they work out together, and that's kind of where, like, Mike Smith, like, really... Um, got to learn about like Miami Heat culture and this like mentality of like working really hard because Jimmy Butler is really well known for his like workout regimens and the off season and that just kind of that like work hard mentality and that's basically how uh, Mike Smith was starting to pay attention to Michigan because obviously Jawan Howard um, was with the Miami Heat before coming to us um, so he was just kind of like a symbol of the Miami Heat culture, and he, like, saw how he brought that to Michigan. Um, I thought it was really interesting. Um, In the article, when Mike Smith was talking about watching Michigan play in their opening seven games and watching us um, kick down, like, Gonzaga um, and UNC in the Bahamas. Was that the Bahamas? 
where were we? No, Atlantis. Atlantis. So it was it wasn't the Bahamas. Um and I just thought that was really cool. And he saw Jawan and how he was leading his team and he said he wanted to be a part of that and I think that <laughs> I don't know. It made the article made Mike Smith just like so likable and obviously um I'm really excited to see what he's going to offer at Michigan. Um Yeah. And I mean, like, the guard position is, so, Mike Smith is a point guard, and obviously, like, we know now that, like, we need point guards, so, um, <laughs> I, like, yeah, we need him, he seems like a really likable guy, a good player, he's friends with Mr. Butler, honestly, this is, this is a good, this is a good item, this is something for Michigan fans to think about and smile about. Yeah, and something that I didn't necessarily know and then maybe like you already knew but didn't tell me about was that um basically before the season started Mike Smith entered well announced his intent to transfer at the end of the season which is basically unheard of um but that's because his junior season he tours meniscus and the Ivy League doesn't grant medical red shirts and also they don't allow for grad students to play so basically because of how old the rules are for the Ivy League he had to leave if he wanted to continue playing basketball. And a lot of people gave him flack for it, saying like he wouldn't be all in for his team. But he boasted 22.8 points per game, 4.5 assists, and 4.1 rebounds on this last season. Um, and he also um, had 62 three-pointers. So I that obviously didn't hinder his like um, ability to play for his team. Um, and change the team dynamic at all um, because like he mentioned repeatedly that he kind of took on the like same mentality that he's been mentored on since um, developing his relationship with Mr. Butler so um, yeah it's really he's a really interesting player and I love point guards obviously if you know anything about me so he might be in the in the running. I know we're going to discuss this later, but because David DeJulius transferred, I am in need of a new point guard. Well, you're in to... need of a new favorite player, not necessarily a point guard. Well, historically, it's been point guards that yes, are my favorite players. That is but true. Yeah. We'll see what happens. So, excited but about I think that. reading that article about him. Is Where really was that article published? Um, that's a good question. I'm going to go find it. Okay. You can move on. Um, while you're looking at that, um, our second item on our happiness ranking is that we still have Hunter, Terrence, Zeb, Mike, Jace. So basically, um, a lot of Michigan fans have been really upset lately for completely valid reasons. But we had two five stars that we thought were going to be in our 2020 recruiting class. Who um, Isaiah Todd decommitted. Josh Christopher. Um, never committed but he had some crystal balls in for Michigan so we kind of assumed that he might be going here um he ended up committing to ASU we'll get into that later but Michigan fans have been really bummed out that we lost those two five stars and so the thing that makes Harley and I happy Harley and me happy is that um we still have a really good upcoming recruiting class it's the highest ranked class we've had since 2013 and we all know and love the 2013 recruiting class it's the number one ranked recruiting class in the Big Ten. And, like, it's a really good class, and they seem like really fun, good guys. Like, I'm just genuinely so excited for this team. Um, Jace Howard 
was going to be a walk-on for like a second there. He announced that he was going to walk on to make scholarship room, presumably for Isaiah Todd and Josh Christopher. Uh, that's no longer a thing. So Jace Howard got his scholarship back. Um, and yeah, there, there's just literally so much to be excited about with this upcoming class. Yeah, I was thinking a lot about Jace Howard kind of not like rescinding his scholarship but being willing to be a walk-on um and I mm-hmm. think just like that like being all in for like the team mentality was just I was in awe honestly it just demonstrated like how much he cares about like the success of this team and he would still obviously be like a crucial like part of the 2020 class if Josh Christopher decided to come which he didn't but his his willingness to like do that for the sake of like Michigan without even wearing a Michigan jersey yet and playing a single minute for our team, I he just gained all of my respect for that. Definitely. And obviously, like his family can very much afford to go to Michigan, but I don't I don't necessarily know those conversations that were happening um about his scholarship, but like even just the fact that he allowed it to happen just shows that somewhere along the line he's like I will do what it takes to be a, for whatever it takes for this team to be successful and I don't know we need more guys like that and I think that's awesome obviously I don't know I'm just assuming that's what happened um but now obviously he has a scholarship and is well deserving of one and I'm excited to watch Jason yeah Hurt play basketball And I think something a lot of people don't realize is it's more than just the cost of tuition that you get from being a scholarship athlete at a D1 school. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like it was just a matter of, oh, now Juwan has to pay this tuition that he can completely afford. There are a lot of benefits that scholarship athletes have that walk-ons don't, just like access to facilities Mm -hmm. and different resources on campus that, um, that Jace was willing to forego if he walked on. So I think that's important to realize. It's more than just like having your tuition paid for that's excellent point that i forgot about but thank you for bringing that up um and then something that we thought was funny first of all um hunter um dickinson who's our center in the 2020 recruiting class he seems so funny on twitter i really like him but he he tweeted a picture of juan he's so sassy he tweeted a picture of juan and said trust this man when all the michigan fans were freaking out and then um when isaiah todd decommitted hunter tweeted what if all of us decommitted right after two and um, Terrence replied and was like, no cap, because literally <laughs> all of Twitter was freaking out. And Hunter's like, hey, what about me? Like, I'm still here. <laughs> so that was funny. Yeah, keep in mind, Michigan fans, like, when Hunter, like, Dickinson went up against, like, the number one recruit in the 2020 class, he, like, destroyed him and then, like, was talking about it in the, like, interview after the game. And, like, this kind of guy is, like, coming to play for Michigan. So, like, we need to give... The people that are staying for the 2020 class, like, the respect they deserve. Because Zeb obviously has been committed for, like, two years now. He has never wavered, and I respect that. We already just talked about Jace, and then Hunter is so sassy, and <laughs> Terrence signed his national letter of intent, so he is 100% committed to us. And we have to be, like, thankful for the people that are 
already here and are already willing to stay. And I know we can think about like what could have been if we had Isaiah Todd and also Josh Christopher, but at the end of the day, like we can still be grateful for what we have left and like we can still be a dominant team with like the group that we're bringing in. Because in all honesty, like just watching how like Michigan fans like reacted and like ignoring the rest of the 2020 class, they're going to play with a mentality to prove a point. And I can't wait to see the like hunger and tenacity that they're going to play with because that was honestly disrespectful to them. So I'm excited. Yeah, Michigan fans, we can get into this a little bit more when we talk about Josh Christopher, but Michigan fans on Twitter are, are like, love them. I like, I'm one of them, but so annoying. <laughs> so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is literally such a good recruiting class. Juwan Howard has been on the job for less than a year, and he already has the number one ranked class in the Big Ten. And this is on, like, he literally has nothing to, to, like, all he has for recruits is, like, a pitch. Like, basically just saying, hey, I can get you to the NBA. He doesn't have anything to be like, I've gotten this guy to the NBA. I've gotten this guy to the NBA. This is how well I did in March last year. Like, this is solely just on who he is. So I'm so excited to see how good his recruiting will be once he actually has stuff to show for it and be like, hey, look at how I developed all these guys and sent them to the NBA. That's so true. I'm excited. Me too. I miss Michigan basketball so much that, like, having them back whenever that is and to see how our team is. Oh, It's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. Um... (laughs) Okay, moving on to number three, the thing that made us the third happiest, but honestly, like, this was a contender for number one, is Adrian Nunez's Mm -hmm. TikToks. Specifically the ones that have involved player highlights of Michigan players past, present, I don't know if future has been incorporated yet, but maybe we should pitch that to Adrian Nunez, (laughs) because that would also be great. Um... But yeah, this has been like sprinkled in like in times of sadness and happiness and uncertainty because of the world. But Adrian took it upon himself to develop these TikToks that were honestly, for all of us Michigan fans in mind, I know a lot of us don't really appreciate Adrian Nunez because we look at the other flashy players that we have, but he's been really delivering content for us. In this off season or postponed season, I don't even know what it is called. I'll call it postponed season. And I mean, it'd be the off season by now. By now, yes. But yeah, it's, in reality, it's postponed. He okay, so he would feature these different players, and I thought the cutest thing was like he would be like Jordan parentheses Warriors Mo parentheses Wizard Franz parentheses Michigan. Juwan, parentheses, um, coach. And then he showed Charles, like, Matthews, and it was, like, mm. Charles, Michigan, and, I mean, that just goes to add on to the mystery of Charles Matthews and what he's up to, which we wonder pretty much every single week, but th- it was just so nice to see that Charles is alive and well and still, uh, communicating with his friends at Michigan. It was just, it was so nice to see the TikToks, but then I, like, went on Adrian's TikTok and watched more, and then I was like, never mind, some of these are kind of weird. <laughs> That's so true. But yeah, the first one also had um, A.B. Watson, uh, who transferred to Dayton and did really well. Dayton was in the top five, I believe, before the season ended um, abruptly. And I feel really bad for those guys. They were doing so well this season. And to see A.B. Watson 
um, be successful in a program that was um, allowing him the time and minutes that he needed and deserved. Um, it was awesome, and I'm really sad that their like uh, tournament run. Yeah, exist. I know <laughs> that that team was so fun to watch this year, and Obi Toppin got um, National Player of the Year, I think. I don't know if it was National Player of the Year, but some sort of Player of the Year accolade that even though this season wasn't able to be finished, so that was a cool team to watch. Um, our number four happiest thing. I am very excited to share this one with all of you. Um, so go ahead and like close your eyes and reminisce when Michigan played Michigan State in what 2018. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I think was it was my last season. Yeah, it was 2018. Yeah, so in 2018, um, Mo. <laughs> Basically, it was when he broke Nick Ward's ankles, and it was iconic. And last year, or maybe a couple years ago, um, Mo posted on his Instagram story a video of, like, it was just, like, that he was watching a Michigan game on TV, but then you could see next to his TV, he had a framed photo of um, him driving up to the basket with, like, Nick Ward on the ground, Um, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, Mo framed that photo. And then in Adrian Nunez's TikTok, when it went to Franz, um... Franz was, like, presumably at home with Mo, and there was a framed photo on the wall of that same photo of Nick Ward on the ground. So, uh, we're just wondering, like, how many (laughs) framed photos of, um, that moment Mo has in his house, and if that's, like, his only home decor is just that same photo over and over throughout the house. I think the biggest thing about it is how proud he is of that moment, the fact that it was framed, and the fact that that's the highlight that he selected for himself to be a representative of him in adrian's tiktok yeah Um, but honestly if like as soon as you saw mo's face you're like i know exactly which highlight he's picking the same thing (laughs) for me when isaiah appeared i was like i know exactly which highlight he picks and if it's not that one i'm gonna be really disappointed (laughs) um i think the funniest thing though is that like when franz like when they were showing franz and like in the background you could just see that framed photo um yeah. Like, he was just in front of, like, a plain white wall, and that photo was the only decoration on it, so you know they, like, intentionally chose that. Like, he was probably like, Franz, over here, let's do it with that in the background. I feel like that had already been up there, because Mo has probably been living in D.C. for over a year now. No, yeah, but they so, chose that wall to have Franz in front of. That's a good point. Or maybe Franz is like, you know, it would be funny, because I know you're picking the Nick Ward um, highlight. As if I sat in front of it. Exactly. And, front, and Mo was like, that's such a great idea. Let's do it. Yeah, exactly. I love that they like they chose that. It's lovely. Um, which How many br- do you think is too many to have in your house? Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it'd be tough to hit a point where I say it's too many just because it's so funny that like I, you could really justify any amount. I do think you could maybe reach a point where it's like, okay do something else like there are other moments that Moe's had that he could also frame but like, like him galloping into the reporters yeah that's what exactly what I was thinking <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we had the same mentality <laughs> um yeah I don't know how many do you think is too many I was thinking I think four is good yeah a good max I also think it yeah, depends the, on the size yeah, of the like house the one like it looked like it was kind of near like a kitchen sitting area obviously the one in front of his tv was pretty cool so that's like one in your room one where everyone else can see and like a more public place 
Maybe I would like have one like magneted to my fridge. <laughs> so that's three. What and about like a, four, a, a pillow I feel with it, would it on be, it? Ooh, or like, like a mug? Oh, like one of those mugs that when you like fill it up, the picture appears. Yeah, can we get him one for his birthday? Yeah, let's do that. Can you? Can we get one for my birthday since it's coming up soon? Yes, definitely. Okay. Wait, should we like manifest what we want for our birthday, or like no? What do we want to manifest for our birthday? I just want to put this out here. This is kind of off topic, <laughs> but if Justin Bieber and the Rascal Flats want to do a Zoom call with Harley and me for Harley's birthday, we are available. <laughs> um. Okay, so. Number five, Harley, do you want to say number five on our list of happy things? Well, okay, they're so progressively bikes, getting sad. That's true. But this one kind of has like a middle ground because like we were talking about in Adrian's TikTok, the second one that he posted with the highlight reel where there was Mo and then Franz. Um, obviously, the two of them are together um, in D.C. presumably. Um and being in quarantine together, which I think, and like growing like quarantine beards, which is weird. But <laughs> um, I thought it was, I feel like at this time, like you definitely want to be like with your family. Um, so it makes all the sense that like Franz left Ann Arbor to be with basically his only family that's on this side of the world. And I think that's like really comforting and like adorable. But also, I know ever since Isaiah declared that he was going to be looking at the NBA, that a lot of us were thinking about Franz. Um, he didn't get freshman Big Ten Freshman of the Year, but I know he was in talks of being that. Um, obviously, he developed um, a lot over the season. He did astronomically better than Mo did his freshman year. Um, and... I guess, like, NBA talk could be something that the two of them are doing. Um, We don't – I don't think anything has been broken recently about if that's actual um, intentions for Franz, but I'm a little nervous about it just because that could be something – he's already played professionally. He did really well this year. Um, But if anything, I think Franz is just going to maybe look at the NBA – um, see what he needs to work on and develop. Um, honestly, I think he needs to get bigger and stronger, but he's already played really well as scrawny as he is. So it's really up in the air. So I think that's why it kind of fell in the middle of our list because we love that the Wagner brothers are together, but also that means like they could be discussing things that can make Michigan fans really sad. Yeah, I also think as much of a chance that there is that Mo is telling Franz, like, come play in the NBA with me, Mo could also be telling, like, Mo loved his time at Michigan, and I think there's a decent chance Mo is also saying, like, no, no, dude, like, stay another year, like, you're gonna be glad you did get some more experience under your belt. I think it could be going either way, but I do love the fact that, like, they're together. It's so cute. It's true. And it seems that Franz fits in really well with what Jawan Howard is doing. Um, and that's probably like not eh, one of the things that were probably into consideration for why Colin and David transferred. Uh, maybe they just didn't fit as well into the um, Howard system as they did with Beeline. So I think Franz has adapted really well into what um, Jawan Howard is doing. And if Franz is there and Isaiah Livers 
comes back for sure, it's going to be a force to be reckoned with. For sure. So that's our number six. So we're getting down into the things that are more bad than they are good. Um, Isaiah Livers announced that he declared for the draft, but like he didn't sign with an agent. Even if he did sign with an agent with the new rules, he could still come back. So declaring for the draft basically just means that like he's testing out the waters. He's seeing what the scouts and everyone in the NBA like says he needs to work on and how where he's projected to go. Um, he hasn't been on a lot of the draft boards, so I think there's a decent chance that he'll still come back. But especially now that we know that we don't have Isaiah T or Josh Christopher um Isaiah L could very well come back but we'll see I don't I don't know if I have a strong opinion either way at the beginning of this season I would have said like yeah he's gonna be NBA ready by the end of this season but considering he spent so much of this season injured he just didn't really get a chance to show off his abilities as much and also like I I don't know I'm not gonna say he like regressed but like he didn't improve as much throughout the course of the season as he maybe could have that's also true I I think I went into this season thinking that Isaiah was going to be leaving us um, at the end, but after watching him um, go down multiple times with his injuries, I I never once wavered from the idea of him like staying completely. Like I knew he would still be in talks with the NBA at the postseason. Granted, the postseason came much sooner than any of us wanted. Um, but I still didn't, like, think it was a shock when, like, the news hit that Isaiah was testing out the NBA. Like, that was something that was probably on every Michigan fan's mind at the beginning of the season. Like, we already knew this. It wasn't sad. Yeah, um, I think we would have – it would have been kind of stupid if he didn't declare for the draft, honestly. He has nothing to yeah. lose from at least learning. Did he declare last year? Um, no. No? Okay. I don't think so. I think it was just Jordan and Charles. Yeah, Iggy. Iggy, yeah, that's it. Um, but I, I honestly think Isaiah could go either way. Um, I he was I think he was he our leading scorer. Um, I can't even remember. It's been so long. I know I can't remember so either. But he was definitely our leading scorer when he sure. played, like in the games he played. That's he usually true. was. I don't know if he was throughout the course of the season. I'm going to just assume that he was, yeah. and if I'm wrong. You can send your torches and pitchforks at me, Michigan fans and men. Um, <laughs> so, I think even with like the numbers that he had, and granted the few games that he was actually in, it was enough to warrant to still like test out things. And I know that being bogged down by injuries is not something you want for like the season you're trying to go professional. Um, but. I don't know. I think Isaiah could really do either. Um, obviously, all of us would appreciate seeing Isaiah for a full season instead of, like, majority of the season, but not the fun part of the season. Um, maybe I would like to see Isaiah win a championship and then go on to the NBA. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? But I feel like dreaming too big can end up getting you hurt. So I'll just keep that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, n- no, I definitely agree with everything you said. Like, it's it's a coin toss at this point. I mean, like, it's just a matter of the conversations he's having. And also, since everything looks so different this year, there's no, like, in-person combine or anything. I think the decision-making is probably, like, it looks a lot different this year. 
Not that I know a lot mm-hmm. about what it looked like before even, but it's just a different conversation this year. Um, I've also heard people talking about like ooh, how personable and um, relatable that Isaiah is and how like just his personality is enough to like make any like team just fall in love with him the way that we all have here in Ann Arbor so aww that's so cute you know and plus he already has like friends in the NBA that would probably are willing to go to bat for him John Beeline would definitely do the same thing as like a host (laughs) yeah yeah that's true so like yeah what were you saying sorry cut you off oh well I now I'm just thinking of like I wonder what John Beeline's doing right now but um <laughs> uh yeah so like isaiah livers testing the waters in the nba and then number seven on our list this is definitely something that makes us more sad is colin castleton and david DeJulius are both entered the transfer portal we found out david DeJulius committed to cincinnati so he's gonna be a bearcat um colin castleton was not a shocker at all he was kind of one of those players that never really seemed to fit into Jawan howard's system and probably possibly would never start at Michigan even though he's really talented it just didn't look like it was a good fit for him he obviously committed under John Beeline and no one was too surprised by him transferring David DeJulius Mm -hmm. was a shock just because like he was definitely up next in line to replace Xavier Simpson I don't think anyone really saw that coming in terms of fans I don't know the conversations inside of the organization but I know Harley was very sad about that because he was her favorite player yeah, much like Hannah said, when Colin Colin announced after David did, but when Colin announced, I was like, yeah, that was kind of what I was like, ex- not expecting, but like thinking what would happen at the end of the season. But just the way that I was in complete shock. Like I still don't even have words for like the experience I went through when I saw the news that David DeJulius was entering the transfer portal. <laughs> I was shook to my very core, to say the least. Um, yeah, but when you I, think about it, does it start to make, like, because I've been doing a lot of thinking about it, and I'm like, from Michigan's perspective as a team, like, the team is better with David DeJulius. Like, I think, like, the, I mean, like, we just didn't foresee him leaving because he's, like, we still want him there. But from his individual perspective, I think Michigan might not be the best fit for him. If that makes sense. That's a good point. I just liked seeing how he was developing this year. And it was just, it just seemed he was being primed for the takeover. But that obviously is like what maybe I wanted to believe was happening. Um, And obviously I'm not behind the closed doors and the discussions that David was having um, with um, the staff and maybe his teammates. I had no, I obviously have no idea. And, um, it, I just, it, it was weird to me to, like, I didn't expect to, like, see, like, a Michigan team without David, I guess. Yeah. For, like, some time. I just, yeah. his personality just seemed like he would be with us until, like, his last season. Um, I definitely I think, agree. I think he has a friend or two in Cincinnati and obviously I've had a while to, like, reckon with um, the loss of the point guard streak. Um, 
And if you don't know that, since basically I started watching Michigan basketball in 2013, obviously one of my favorite players was Trey Burke alongside, obviously, Spike Albrecht, but mostly Trey Burke. And Karis. And then, like, moving forward. Oh, yeah. I can't just okay if I had to like summarize it Trey Burke um because he was honestly the person that really got me into Michigan basketball um obviously if you know anything about me I only watched football growing up so I didn't really like dip my toes in the basketball pool um but after that, we had, like, D-Wall, and then we had, obviously, Xavier Simpson. So, like, I have been, on like, well-fed with content <laughs> for years now. And I was so excited because Xavier Simpson and David Julius were my favorite players for, like, the past, like, two years. And to see David leave so soon and so suddenly, it hurt so bad because now I'm without a point guard. Well, but... Like I mentioned earlier, Mike Smith is, seems to be making a case without even knowing that he's doing that. <laughs> Mr. Butler. Like, he's got to be a favorite. <laughs> I just think, I love, hi, Mr. Butler. Can I work out with you sometime? It's so cute. He has to be your favorite. I think he's my favorite. <laughs> I think, I think it warrants it. But also because um, of the relationship between Zeb Jackson and Xavier Simpson. Zeb Jackson could be obviously in the running if I had to pick a incoming freshman. Yes. It'd probably be Zeb. That's true. Um okay, also I don't know. I guess we'll see how it happens whenever the 2020 2021 season occurs. I don't know when that will be. Um I think that's when I'll start testing out who will become the front runner of my fanaticism. It's like the bachelor. Yes. Like, who will get the final rose? <laughs> yeah. Um, I also oh, think we Smith. need to, even though we expected Colin, well, not expected, we weren't surprised by Colin Castleton entering the transfer yeah. portal, we do just need to, like, give a moment because he was the subject of many tweets and podcasts because we have loved his side bangs since day one. And That's very true. We've, we talk about him a lot, so I think we need to give him a formal goodbye. So, bye. Bye, <laughs> Colin. But also, while we weren't exactly surprised, I was very proud of the amount of attention he got since entering entering the transfer portal. Like a lot of schools were interested in him. Um, he's a good just, player. Like, he yeah, that he has the talent, and a lot of people saw like his dedication to like developing his craft. Um, like in that post game video of him at the free throw line um so yeah schools like south carolina texas a&m notre dame stanford and virginia tech to name a few um or some of the schools that announced interest in colin um and i just think that's so awesome that so many people like as soon as they saw colin castleton's name enter the transfer portal they're like yay they're like i want to i want him to come play for my school and i was like that's so awesome So I wish him and his side bangs the best. A Florida boy probably didn't want to be in Michigan because it's so freaking cold. Yeah, but I always saw him Um, walking around without a coat. And I'm like, what are you doing, Florida boy? But he's also a boy, so. That's true. Boys don't wear coats. (laughs) 
Yeah, I I think David DeJulius and Colin Castleton were they're both such talented players, and they were John Beeline recruits, and they signed up to play under a completely different system than the one that Juwan Howard has. And I I don't know if Michigan was a path for either of them to go to the NBA or to be drafted. Um, I don't know if other schools will be a better path for them, but I think they kind of maybe saw that they. I mean, David's more of a shocker because I think he would have been a starter next year, but like maybe neither of them were ever going to get the minutes here that they wanted to build a case for themselves for the NBA. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, we wish them both the best because they meant a lot to us in their time here in Michigan. They really um, did. And I'm, ex- I'm excited to see them play basketball some more. I'll like tune in maybe to like a Bearcat game or wherever like Colin goes just to like keep tabs on the side bangs and, and David. Yeah, me too. So number eight on our list is that Isaiah T, Isaiah Todd, but like to differentiate him from Isaiah L, he's Isaiah T. Isaiah T decommitted. <laughs> um, and I'm this... surprised you put this as eight and not nine. Were you sadder about Josh Christopher? I mean, were you less, were you sadder about Isaiah Todd? Honestly, yeah, because he's been like committed. I'm using quotation marks, but you can't see. Um, for like a while now and I know it's always been in the discussion that he would probably end up going pro but just the fact that he like dipped like not even like a day after being kicked in the gym that's true it sucked (laughs) it sucked but okay here's my case for why I was he was always like I'm all in for Michigan yeah Michigan Michigan committed and then he was like it was never a consideration from the start and I was like wait he said that (laughs) yeah I saw something about that. It was like, it was never my intent or whatever. I don't know what the exact quote was, but... To play for Michigan was never his intent? He said that? I think so. That's okay. That's annoying. But the reason I'm not (laughs) as sad about Isaiah Todd as I am about Josh Christopher is because, first of all, I still... I don't know. Isaiah Todd just, like... I don't want to say weird vibes, but, like, weird vibes... Like, um, he, first of all, I don't know if he would have started at Michigan. I don't think he would have been as big of a difference maker as Josh Christopher would have. And Mm, also, and like, I don't have any inside scoop whatsoever, but from things I've seen on Twitter from people who do seem to have more inside scoops, there's a reason he wasn't really getting offers from Blue Blood programs, even though he was a five star. Like, he kind of just seems like a headache and he's a personality to manage and, he he like there schools that are in the business of recruiting five stars on a regular basis kind of just let him go because of whatever reason and he kind of just seems like a personality and he wasn't good enough i mean he's really really good but like i don't know i i don't know if he was good enough to justify like managing that personality just to have him on the roster for one year so maybe that makes his comments seem all the more believable yeah <laughs> i mean and like um, i said i don't have any inside scoop like that's just the vibe i've been getting from being an obsessive like twitter user <laughs> oh yeah more information the merrier um but i don't know i think all of us were just kind of excited by the like glamour of the five star coming to oh, michigan sure. and like the opening of that like kind of like avenue to more five-star um recruits to come and everyone was just like in awe and wonder of like Juwan 
doing this in his first season and to yeah. see it all just like be like shattered as like a f- dream like you woke up and you're like oh it wasn't actually real but I think a lot of people like had were like really sad about it no, I was just kind of bummed yeah I definitely agree I was definitely definitely upset about it I don't want to say I wasn't upset about it like it's still number eight but that's why it's eight instead of nine um, but yeah. something we should definitely talk about, because this is big, big news. Isaiah yeah. Todd is likely going to be playing in the G League. And also Jalen Smith, who is one of the top... I think the, the, he's a top recruit for Jaylen the 2020... Jalen Green. Oh, Jalen Green. Why did I say Jalen Smith? Jalen Green. So basically, the NBA's G League is starting a developmental program for players who are straight out of high school. So in the past, you had to be a year out of high school in order to enter the NBA in the G League. But they're starting this developmental like team based in SoCal that um, Jalen Green and presumably Isaiah Todd are going to be a part of so they can play for a year. It's basically all preparing for the draft, developing them for the NBA, which is not always what college programs do, and they're able to get paid big bucks while doing it. So this is a huge game changer. Could definitely change the way that the NCAA looks in the next few years. It's just very interesting that this is happening. I thought it was so fascinating, like, reading and, like, listening to, like, what other people were, like, saying about this because it begs the question, like, why wouldn't more recruits do this if if you're thinking about it? Like, you'd be in the G League, which is an NBA affiliate. You'll be training with M- other NBA prospects um, that are or other players that are trying to get into the NBA through the G League, and you're getting paid. But, like, you have a salary through the G League, but also that doesn't, like, factor in, like, what you can be getting from, like, endorsement deals and, like, other ads. And right out of high school, like, I think some people are, like, projecting maybe around, like, I think it was, like, a million for Jalen Green. Like, right out of high school, I would love a million (laughs) dollars. That's including endorsement deals, but, yeah, a million dollars. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, including, like, your salary pay and the endorsement deals together. Um, But also, I think under this, like, developmental program, like, you still have, like, access to about, I think, a four-year scholarship to a university. Um, I don't know if that is actually true, but I think I read that somewhere. Oh, Um, I didn't. Yeah, so you still have access and an ability to go get a four-year degree somewhere. Um, you just won't be playing basketball the, like, probably not but like yeah because i think okay. you can choose when you, you would want lose to. your ncaa um, eligibility Interesting. Yeah, obviously because you already went professional but you, they will still give you access to like education okay if and you I, are if you're coming out of high school and you are projected to be a one and done or even like a two and done like if you mm-hmm. have if you have the ability to play in that developmental league that's a no-brainer like this yeah. will if 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 this actually plays out the way that they're describing it right now because it almost seems surreal right now how big of a game changer Mm -hmm. it is but if it plays out the way they're describing it like that is a huge game changer and that's gonna um that's gonna change the way a lot of programs that rely on those one and dones that are like just kind of pipes to the pipelines to the nba that's gonna change Mm -hmm. how those programs look and hopefully it does something to like change the ncaa but, like, granted, this problem arose was because of the NBA and kind of forced the NCAA's hand. But a lot of topic of discussion, obviously, um, in the sports community is whether or not college players should be paid for their likeness or just um, in general. Um, 
and with the way this developmental league is unveiling itself like it's honestly yeah like hannah said a no-brainer why would i want to go play at a college for one year not get paid but people are like printing my jersey and like other things that are affiliated with me but i don't get to see a cent of it um can i just read you a tweet that i just like it was just a minute ago oh yeah so you know lg hill on twitter he's like one of the big michigan twitters um or she i don't know but um uh this new g league rule will be a major disruptor to college hoops and of course it happens right when michigan replaces a master developer with a master recruiter couldn't be worse timing cue what a michigan fan being a michigan fan is like tweet which is like honestly so true if this new developmental league came around when john beeline was the coach it would be perfect because we'd be like we don't get those one and dones anyway so now Mm -hmm. kentucky duke north carolina these programs that rely on one and dones they're screwed but Michigan is good because we don't rely on them anyway but now we're just start- we finally have a coach who's hopefully trying to um you know his his whole thing is that he's able to get these one and dones and create a pipeline to the NBA so great timing love to see it <laughs> well I guess we'll like find out because we didn't really land a five star yet but that doesn't negate the talent that we brought in and they are four stars and they have like i honestly think that probably any of them could if they wanted to could like look at this developmental league if they wanted to but that's just because i have like faith in what juan howard is going after um and a lot of them already signed their letter of intent that's true um yeah, I think college basketball is going to look really weird in the upcoming years if this is put into effect. Um, but then maybe we'll just go back to how we always were and get dubs anyway. I just think Juwan is like so personable and likable that like it doesn't really matter like if this like changes. Yeah, I how agree. Five stars and like big shots are from high school or thinking about going pro then like Joanne will find the people that are like willing to put in the work and go to like something as ridiculous as the NCAA um yeah I agree yeah. Juwan can do it yeah um so I'm not like okay really so moving on, on front. but to number f- nine the thing that made us the second most sad and arguably the biggest news of the week possibly would you mm. say I think so, because everyone was waiting. As soon as, like, April 1st rolled around, there was, like, the countdown was on for the Josh Christopher announcement. Yeah. Um. So, Josh and Christopher, then... you, oh, go ahead. Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Josh Christopher, I think my, my FaceTime, like, I have you in my ear, and it's, like, a little bit slow, and then it will, like, cut out. Anyway, so Josh Christopher has been, all year we've had eyeballs on him, because he's a five-star and Michigan was always one of his front runners, presumably, as well as Arizona State, um, where his brother plays. And uh, Crystal Balls had been going in for him going to Michigan for the longest time. But he also said he wants everyone to be surprised when he makes his decision. He doesn't want anyone to know. So he was kind of a huge question mark. And he was very active on Twitter, just kind of messing with all of the Michigan fans and the ASU fans and trying to bring attention to himself. And he announced his commitment 
after it was a very very long drawn out process of him teasing everyone about where he's going to commit and he announced that it was at Arizona State which shocked everybody a lot of people were really really mad um I think uh Hopefully, he at least forewarned Jawan Howard, but a lot of people were like, you don't mess with our coach like that. So, yeah, that's the news of the week. Yeah, we were, like, waiting basically all day. He didn't really say anything about, like, a given time. So, like, rumors were just swirling, so everyone was just on the edge of their seat all day, and it was so late when the news finally came in. Um, But I, like... Honestly, like, towards the end, I just saw, like, so many people being, like, don't be, like, surprised. It's going to be ASU. I just kept seeing ASU, ASU, ASU. So, I'm, like, I don't feel good about this at all. Um, Even with all the, like, crystal ball predictions that have been coming in all year. Like, I was, like, I honestly think that he probably is just going to go to Arizona State. And he ended up committing to ASU, as we all know. Um, But then I was thinking about it. And... I was like, why, why not? Like, it's close to his home. His brother, it goes there. And that's basically the same, like, kind of, like, mentality that, like, Franz had when he was looking at a college. I mean, granted, like, he only really looked at Michigan, but, like, his brother went to Michigan. So, obviously, he had ties to that place. So, it's not really, like, that different. Granted, they won't, they weren't there at the same time, but the mentality is still the same. Like, family went there. There's, like, a connection to it. Um, so why not go where your family is? And I feel like it would have been really hard to get Josh Christopher out of, like, the West Coast. And I I really like Arizona State's campus. It's really warm. It's spread out and nice. Hike up a mountain if you want. He probably really likes, like, what is the longboarding all of them longboard or ride a bicycle but i can't really see like josh christopher on a bicycle <laughs> on a longboard though um i don't know i feel like that's like his vibe more so than like ann arbor so it, it really sucked when it happened but at the end of the day i would i think the like doubts that he would come to michigan really crept in and I wasn't that sad about it when it happened. I was just like, well, that's a bummer. Um, Honestly, more than anything, I thought it was hilarious how everyone on Twitter was so (laughs) mad. I was like, oh my gosh, calm down. This kid is like, what, 17 years old, 18? And like, I know everyone's mad that he like let us on for so long or whatever. But honestly, in like the day and age when like people are making like $2,500 off of a TikTok, like that sounds unrelated, but like, he got his name to be a trending topic because he put eyeballs on himself and he knows how to build a name for himself and get everybody looking at him and get himself trending on Twitter. Like, that is honestly a marketable and important skill. So I commend him for that and I wish him the best. Very true. I thought it was very savage the way that he could toy with heartstrings of men. Yes, I agree. I guess me too. I was like sweating and so was Hannah, but like completely i like i was so nervous but, uh, i i was so but, I, I was so upset yeah. but i also think it like it's just a, a nice refreshing reminder like don't put too much emotional energy into an 18 year like where an 18 year old boy chooses to go to college like let's take a step back so and true. think about what we're doing right now i was just in awe of his power honestly at the end of it like, 
I just wish I could emulate that someday. Me too. So um, hats and- off to Josh Christopher. Obviously, if you're a true, true Michigan fan, you know that ASU has a special little spell over our dear, dear Sparties. Oh yeah, I was like, wait, and, what are you talking about? And then I was like, oh yeah. And if anything, it's like a silver lining. He's going to Arizona State, and Arizona State has provided us some reprieve over the past two seasons of football. So, silver lining. Silver lining. So we don't sure. have Josh Christopher, but we have Mike Smith. Hunter Dickinson, Terrence Williams, Sue Jackson, and Jace Howard. Love that. And then Harley Johnson. Um, what is yes. the thing that made us the saddest this week? I think it made you the saddest. Yeah. Because I broke the news to you, and then you discovered it, and weren't that thrilled. Duncan, like Robinson? Duncan Robinson. Oh, go, is... go ahead, dear. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to bring the news? Or yeah, you, you break it. Break I can't say it. <laughs> it appears that in Duncan Robinson's time um, being isolated in his home, presumably in Miami, that he's like growing a quarantine beard, but he looks like a 13 year old boy trying to grow facial hair. And um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. That's basically what's happening. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't know, just trying to, like, picture Duncan Robinson with a beard, like, it, I, it just doesn't sit well with me. It's not even a beard. Can we call it a beard? I maybe just, like... It's, like, do you remember, like, well, Justin Bieber, like, perennially will, like, try to grow a mustache, and it's the most disgusting thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my life, and it's just, like, when other important men in my life, like Duncan Robinson, try to do that, I'm, like, guys, why do you all have to do that? <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. I think a lot of people are doing that. Yeah. Maybe it's like a coping mechanism. Did you see Jared Goff? No. He has like a horrible mustache. Horrible. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Cannot stress that enough. But would we grow mustaches if we were in quarantine and were men? I mean, like, I haven't groomed myself, so like, if I had the capability so, yes. to grow a mustache, we would grow mustaches. <laughs> yeah, I guess I can't blame that. <laughs> You heard it here first, everybody. We have grown our quarantine stashes. That's very true. Uh, it was wonderful talking to you, dear Harley. I know. I miss you, my dear Hanny. I miss you, my dear Harley. And I hope that Views is glad to have its co-hosts back. That's true. I feel like above all, Views has probably missed us the most. Yeah. Views, um, I, I missed you. I missed you, too. <laughs> That was so lame. Um, but yeah, I think we're like making plans to keep this back. Um, probably on a weekly, maybe bi-weekly. We'll de- I guess it just depends on like what what's out there and what um we're planning on. Um, but keep your eyes and ears out for reviews from Studio Boulevard because we're back and we're, back. we're gonna be better the than ever. The boys are back. Um. So yeah. Yeah. We'll see y'all later and go blue. Go blue. Yeah.